You're listening to Motherhood Ignited, a podcast for mompreneurs, creatives, and influencers who are rocking the beautiful balance between working passionately and nurturing presently. I'm your host, Christy Keen, and every week I interview inspiring mom bosses, brands, and industry experts to bring you the knowledge, tools, and strategies to grow your influence and business through purposeful online content creation. So come in and cozy up, mamas, and get ready to ignite your goals. I am so super excited to have my friend Michelle Bishop on the podcast today. Michelle is the mom boss behind the health and fitness community, The Ladies Edge, and recently launched her own podcast, Be That Woman. And I've been lucky enough to know Michelle since before we were even moms. We both were in network marketing together, and I had the pleasure of working alongside her and getting a lot of support and leadership advice from her. So she's somebody who I've always really looked up to. And Michelle, I want to tell you right now, I've always admired how beautifully you blend your boldness with humor and femininity. And I feel like it's something that it's not easy to do, but the way you do it is, I don't know, it's its classy, it's authentic, it's funny. I just, you're so entertaining and I've loved watching you grow as a coach and as you became a mom through motherhood and just through your faith. And I'm so happy you're on with me today. Well, thank you. My cheeks are literally hurting right now. (laughs) I'm like, that was the sweetest, most authentic introduction. So thank you for introducing me. And I have to tell you, we've always thought the same about you. Um, As I was telling you, you know, before we got started, that we have my friend downstairs, Terika, and um, we've all known each other and we feel the same exact way about you. You've always been so authentic and just yourself and so soft-spoken and you just like boldly own you know, what you do. And it's, it's very admirable. So I'm super excited to be here with you today. Oh, thank you, Michelle. You're so welcome. sweet. Well, I'm sure a lot of the listeners know who you are, because I don't know a lot of people who don't. But for those who don't, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and share a little bit more about your background and how you got started in coaching? Yeah. Well, hello, everybody. I am Michelle Bishop. Um, Gosh, I have been in the industry for just about a decade. I'm going to be 28 here in October. And I got in the industry um, when I was 18 or 19 years old. I actually, my whole entire life, I've struggled with, you know, finding my identity and my flesh and who I, you know, everything that people said that I am. Um, And I struggled a lot with my self-image and what I saw in the mirror. And I felt all the time I saw everything that I wasn't constantly my whole entire life. Like, oh gosh, you know, if I was hanging over my pants a little bit one day, instead of thinking about the memories that I made the day before, I'm thinking about like, gosh, like I, you know, I shouldn't have done that or shame on me or gosh, I feel so gross or what are people going to think about me? And in reality, you know, as I've journeyed on, I've realized that people are so inward where they're not worrying about, you know, the pizza that you ate last night. They're so focused on what they did and, Mm -hmm. you know, everything that they feel about themselves. So, you know, as I've journeyed on, um, I've realized that there's such a need for women to realize um, who they are and who made them and who created them. And so, you know, coming from a very competitive background, I jumped into the bodybuilding industry when I was 19 and I was very competitive with it. Um, If anybody's familiar with it, I was a national women's physique competitor and I uh, competed for four years. I took second at nationals, which is just one place away from becoming an IFBB pro. And that lifestyle pulled me so quickly um, into such a deep, dark place. I thought I was passionate. Um, I thought that I was dedicated, but in reality, I was very obsessed. Um, I was very, very obsessed with pleasing other people. Um, I'm a recovering people pleaser. I work on that <laughs> all the time. But you know, as I've journeyed on, um, I realized that there was really a need for, like I 
said, women just to see themselves for exactly who they are and what they are and, you know, be excited about what they're bringing to the table. And so I remember um, with the other direct sales business that you and I were both a part of, I had this moment um, where I went to speak at an event and this lady is just on fire. And what I saw from her on stage is she was just authentically living her calling, like very unapologetically. She's just up there shouting her message from rooftops. You know, she's very polarizing, just what she believes in. And when I was standing there watching her, I kept like literally there was this feeling in my upper chest where I felt like my chest, I couldn't even breathe. Like there was this pressure there and my chin kept quivering. I kept getting, you know, these tears in my eyes, just like frustrated with myself. Like, this is what I was called to do. Like, and I have been shrinking back. Like I have put a lid on myself and I know that there's so much more to me. And I went through this season of just dis like feeling like I was going to disappoint everybody else. I'd built this amazing team. I had amazing mentors. You know, they basically molded me into who I was in that moment. And I realized like, that's not where I was supposed to be anymore. And so I actually called one of my mentors and I just broke down. And by me being authentically myself and just coming to him very, you know, transparently and being very vulnerable, I found that he was actually feeling the same way about himself, he realized that he had a lot more to give and he had also put a lid on himself and really stopped dreaming. And so that's when I decided to create the Ladies' Edge. Um, it first started off as just boot camps and I fell in love with it. Everybody kept saying, you know, are you going to do another one? Are you going to do another one? And finally, I got to the point where I thought, you know, we're going to actually make this a legitimate business. And so um, we, you know, made a business agreement. We brought on a business partner and we just ran, you know, full steam ahead. And so that is where I am today. Um, December 17th will actually be officially two years within the Ladies' Edge. And it is just, it is boomed. And I will say, you know, before getting back to you is, the number one thing that I have learned, um, I know a lot, you know, you talk a lot about followings and, you know, in, being an influence, but the best thing that I can tell you guys is be authentic, being authentically yourself is the best thing you could ever do. Um, by me, by being authentically myself and not so much worrying about, you know, the direction that Instagram's going or, you know, if I lose a follower here and there, I have lost a lot of followers, but I will tell you this, that I have built such um, a true fan base, if you will an authentic fan base where these people truly, the more that I polarize my message, which simply means that I stand so boldly with what I believe. I'm not watery. I'm not trying to be in the middle and win these people and win these people and just win everybody. I'm Michelle Bishop. I know what I stand for. And a lot of people don't like to hear it because it convicts them. And in their soul, they're thinking, oh gosh, that's uncomfortable. But for those who hear my message, they get behind it and they can rally with me and they think, yes, like finally somebody is standing for what they believe. And so instead of just getting this large following that's soft in a sense of, oh, you know, yay, we love Michelle. It's really these girls say, wow, like we really cling on to Michelle because she truly believes and she is going to always go to bat for us and what, you know, what we stand for. And so I today... I literally today have more business 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 success than I have ever had as my following. I've slowly been just kind of weeding some people out. Um, and, you know, sometimes those numbers, you know, you think, gosh, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I moving in the right direction? But sometimes those are the wrong numbers that we're focusing on. And our business just is blowing up in so many different ways. Um, we're able to add teammates and all this other stuff. And it's just simply been because I'm not focusing on the following necessarily the number, but it is the people that you're attracting. And are you really building a true fan base? Or are you just building a message that everybody's like, yay, that's cute, but we really aren't clinging to a message that she's that she's mm. saying. So. You're, I mean, you're actually like really speaking to me right now, well, a few okay. things you said, but like, you know, I, I get caught in that all the time of, 
gosh, like my following's so stagnant or I'm losing people or why aren't they here? And then you saying that is really motivating for me. And I love when you say like you were shrinking back and you felt like you had a lid on. Like I still, I still fight that. And I love following you because you've so beautifully like bursted out of that. And like I said, your boldness, I love it. I, I just, I adore it. I wish that I had a little bit more of that in me. I know I do. Like I said, I've got the lid on too. <laughs> Whenever we first started planning this podcast together, I didn't even know that you were starting the Be That Woman podcast and I've listened to it and I love it. I love your messaging. And why don't you tell people a little bit more about that too? Yeah. Because I just think the people who listen to this would love, love to listen to your podcast and your messaging. Thank you. So, um, I'm just going to come out and say, you know, when Christy interviewed, you know, she sent me this thing of the things that maybe we could talk about, you know, yada, yada. The one thing she said is, I love that you boldly walk in your faith. And I am 100% who I am because I love Jesus. That's just who I am. And I tell people all the time that I had to go through a wilderness walk. And that's where this Be That Woman podcast is coming from. Because as I left the bodybuilding industry, and guys, being totally transparent, like if you follow me, you've seen it. If you don't, now you know. But, you know, at one point in my journey, I had 265,000 followers on Instagram. Today, I have 214,000. And the moment that I started sharing Jesus on my journey, I lost 40,000 people just like that. Like it, mm. the numbers just quickly went way down. And it's because my message was not lukewarm. My message was hot. And that's the thing about being polarizing is you pick your message and you run with it. But the women that I've attracted are, you know, be who you want to attract, become who you want to attract. And as I've literally been changing the entire demographic of my following, they were once, you know, I love my meatheads, but they were all meatheads. Like that's who we were, you know, throwing F-bombs around. Like that's who my culture was. Um, And to now, you know, being God-fearing, classy women who are just, you know, fiercely fighting for the life that they want to live. It's a totally different change. But I created this Be That Woman podcast because I went through a season, um, my wilderness walk, and I relate to, I, I say that because Jesus was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, and he was tempted by the devil so many times. And, you know, as I was in this wilderness walk, I was trying to figure out like, Lord, who do you want me to be? Because I know who Michelle wanted to be. And in my flesh, I knew I want to be a bodybuilder, but who do you want me to be? Like, how do you want me to leave my message on this earth? Like, how can I share your message? And so I was very lonely. I was very lost. I was like, I know that I'm supposed to share, but how? How? Like how? Not Michelle's way, but how do you want me to share? And so as I started to really fig- figure out who I was in Christ, I really started to build up, you know, who Michelle's supposed to be. And that's this Be That Woman podcast. Um, there are so many things in my life, from my marriage to the way that I mother, to the way that I lead, to the way that I mentor, to just who I am as a person um, that is completely changed because I'm now finding my identity somewhere else. And I'm equipping women to learn how to fight for their marriage. I'm equipping mar- women to get back in the marriage bed and to have sex with their husbands and to be intimate and why that's so important and not giving the enemy a foothold, but we're called to do that and to be intimate and to enjoy it and how to rekindle that in your life. And for women who are wanting to become entrepreneurs, why it's not bad and how to do it and how to equip you and how to make you feel strong and how to set you up for success. And, you know, my favorite thing, I love selling. Like I love to sell. And I tell people all the time, there's nothing wrong with selling. Like there's a difference between being pushy and passionate. And every single time that I get ready to pitch something to my community, I don't sit there. I say all the time, like, 
I don't sit there on the pitcher's mound shaking my, you know, baseball about to throw it into home plate. No, I look at my catcher, which are my girls, right? And I'm sitting there and I'm staring at them like dead in the eyes. I'm holding my ball so tight and I wind up and every time I throw my pitch and my offer, I throw it as hard as I have with every ounce of passion, with every ounce of excitement, with everything that I've got. I bring it with all of me because I know that what I'm bringing is offering a lot of value. And so that is the type of women that I want to build. I, if you want to be a successful business woman, woman, let's do it. Let's go make money. There's nothing wrong with that. Those who have money can bless and help so many people. If you want to be an awesome wife and you want to level up and you want to be able to be that for your husband, let's be that woman. Or if you want to be that mama or whatever it is, be that woman. Like, why are we holding back from wearing the cute lipstick and, you know, doing the things and doing the cheetah and chopping our hair off? It's because we're so darn afraid by what the world is telling us that we are when really we get the, we get to choose who we are and how we write our story. So that's how I'm trying to help women, quote unquote, become that woman. I love it. I seriously, as soon as I saw the title, I was like, there, that's Michelle. And that is so... <laughs> just the message that you put out there. And I, I love it. Thank you. I absolutely love it. And I know you're going to change the world with it. I really do. It's been fun. Hey, I'll tell you this and you know this getting behind a mic in a podcast. This is my first interview ever, like on podcast, which is super fun. Oh, I'm honored. (laughs) So cool. But doing it by yourself, it is so hard. Like I re-record like six times because you don't have a live like audience to like talk to and joke with, or like when you're on a Facebook live, you can like talk to people. It's just you and your mic and every gulp is like being heard. And so the podcast world, it is, it's challenging. So I give you props. I looked at your stuff and I was like, she has so many episodes up. So kudos to you. I am trying to follow you. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. And I just love, I hope that, and I'm sure that you are because you already do such amazing live events with your community. And I can just see, be that woman having some really great live events. I bet you have that in the works. (laughs) I don't know, but if you do, I want in all that you do with the podcasting and the ladies edge and hosting live events and showing you show up like first of all I want to get into that how you prioritize showing up for your community and how that makes such a big impact in your business and in the girls that show up for you yeah so one thing I will tell you is um, I do show up and I have an all-or-nothing mentality I've, I've learned that very quickly if the bodybuilding world doesn't give that away I'm very all-or-nothing but it's not it, it's, it's a blessing it's such a gift to have this sense of just wanting to just go in and and do it. And I'll tell you, for any of you guys who um, may have felt that you are just like not able to prioritize, you're like, gosh, like I'm so passionate about what I do, but you know, my kids on my back burner or, you know, there's a season where I'm just so busy and I feel like I'm the worst mom in the whole world or, um, you know, whatever that may be. I just want to tell you this. So I don't know how to prioritize my time. I don't. That's my weakness. I don't know. I'm at night a lot of times when I should be with Rory, truth be told, I'm on my phone and I find myself so many times saying like, okay, from this time, you know, I need to put my phone down and that's me being transparent, you know, call it bad mothering. It is what it is. It's not bad mothering. It's you being super darn passionate about what you do. But Mm -hmm. there was a season when I started thinking, you know, I'm, I'm like, so right now we're going into another one of our events for the next three weeks. Yesterday I went and picked Rory up from the zoo or from school to take her to the zoo because I wanted to spend that unconditional just time. One, it was just me and her just us together. And I knew going into this busy season that I really need to make some efforts to be completely present. But this is the thing, and this is what I tell everybody. 
my mom was the hardest worker. I remember one day my mom brought home a check and it was like $8,000 or whatever. And I remember her showing it to me and my mom was proud. My mom was so proud of herself because she was a single parent at this time. And I remember sitting at the top of the steps with her around the same time. And she was talking about eating her Big Mac and how she'd been working 80 hours a week. And, you know, we were with our babysitters a lot, but that quality time of sitting on the upstairs, um, you know, sitting upstairs with my mom and just being in that moment is something that I'll never forget because I remember my mom having this mom guilt of just saying, you know, I'm working 80 hours a week and I love you. And I feel like I'm not even eating. And me being a mom today, I can imagine how she was feeling. Like I feel that because I sometimes just want to explain to Rory, like, you know, we're going into events and it's crazy and it's not always going to be like this. But then I remind myself what I felt in that moment. And as I was listening to my mom talk about 80 hours a week and how she was, you know, not eating much because she was working so hard, instead of seeing somebody who my mom felt like she wasn't present, all I saw was super mom. Like that's all that I saw. I oh, saw that makes me tear up a little bit. That's all that I saw. Like my mom was superwoman. And I never once in my whole entire life have ever felt like my mom hasn't loved me. All I ever saw was a mom that was on fire who was extremely passionate about what she did and she was good at it. I remember actually my mom used to tell me how much she made and we had like this dry erase board and I used to like draw, like write out how much she made and then I would times it by this much and be like, she makes, you know, she'll be making this a million in this many years and yada, yada. And I was just proud of my mom, like nothing but proud of my mom. And so in these seasons where I'm feeling mom guilt or I'm feeling these things, I think about the moment me being on the steps with my mom. And I think someday when Rory's seeing me three weeks out from an event, being up till three in the morning or getting choked up or being tired, I pray and I know as long as I love my kiddo with the times that I have with her, I pray that she sees super mom. I pray that she sees a mom that's going out there and lighting the world on fire. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, love fixes all. And so I say, if you are in that moment and you're present with your kid in the time that you're allotted, that's enough. Let that be enough. And then know that, what you're out and what you're doing in the life that you're building, you know that it's so much more than just about yourself. Yes, it's your passion, but the life that you're able to give your child is amazing as well. So I know that there's a balance. Yes, you need to be present with your kid. But in those busy seasons, when you sometimes are just like, I got it all backwards. Like I can't figure out this time thing. or I feel like such a bad mom. I just say kudos to you. Love your child. Be present in the moment, but keep going out, crushing your dreams. And I pray and I hope and I believe that your kid's going to think that you're a super mom too. Oh my gosh. Do you know that this is the second time that this has come up in my day today and Aww. how much I needed to hear it? Because this morning I was actually listening to Rachel Hollis's podcast and it was just, she had, it was kind of like a review episode of some speakers she had had on in the past that are going to be at her next live conference. But one of them was talking about as a parent, Like when you go to your kid's ballet recital, you're not looking at all the other kids. You're looking at your kid and all your kid is looking at is you and that how when they're looking at you, they're they're seeing everything you do and how hard you work and they just exactly how you described it. It's so crazy that you're saying that right now because when I heard that this morning, I was like, this is something that I need to hear today, especially like trying to balance the three kids now and I know a lot of mamas out there listening just needed that message today because if you're if you're telling your kid they can be anything they want to be you want to show them that you're you can do the same like you're doing it you're living it I think it's so powerful yeah you have to show them the grind though 
Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's the reason I am that I am. My mom and dad always grinded. Like they worked so hard. And so my dad has always said, Mickey, you can have whatever you want in this life as long as you're willing to work for it. But like you said, my dad led by example. He showed mm-hmm. me what it looked like to have, you know, work hard and to have those things. And so 100% what you're saying, like, be that example. If that's truly what you want to give your kids, you have to lead that life as well. Yes. And, and you know, it's not for everybody. Like maybe, you know, what we're trying to sh- show, what we're trying to have for our lives and what we show our children doesn't mean that that's the only way to do it, of course. But as long as you're just, it comes back to authenticity and mm-hmm. being the woman, being that woman, <laughs> if you yeah. will, yeah. that you want to be like, it's, it's just such a huge message for our children. And I love that. That's good. And so with the Ladies Edge, I want to talk a little bit more about that because how that's a that's grown into quite the business for you. And we just continue to grow. I mean, we just launched our Fact Skincare, which is a natural skincare for women on the move. Um, and so that plugs right in there. And, you know, the reason that we did that is because a lot of women in TLE would say things like, you know, gosh, I'm breaking out or, my, you know, I just I'm sweating all the time and I'm getting pimples and I'm getting, you know, I feel like my acne is coming back. So we thought of a perfect chance for that. And um, just going right hand in hand with being that woman and, you know, the ladies edge and empowering. Um, we, you know, talking about fact real quick, we chose the name of fact because once again, we want to affirm, you know, the things that you are. And so first thing in the morning when you, you know, look yourself in the mirror you think, you know, oh gosh, look at those wrinkles or gosh, you know, I shouldn't have ate that last night. And so as silly as it is, you know, we have this pretty cute packaging with cheetah and just sass all over it. And then it has those affirmations that fact, you're gorgeous, fact, you're beautiful, fact, you're lovely, Um, just to remind women of that. But that is because of the Ladies Edge. You know, the Ladies Edge continues to open up so many amazing opportunities um, for other business endeavors. Um, You know, we've been able to grow our team. Um, We have the most amazing designer, but um, you know, as you know, social media and all this stuff, it's instead of going from a one-man show, we've really had a lot of amazing business coaching and mentoring, and we've realized that there's power in delegating. And so one of the hardest things for us was making those hires because you think like, ah, can I do this? Like, oh my gosh, like my numbers aren't completely there, but if I take this leap of faith, you know, what could happen? And I'll tell you, every time we make a hire, um, it is a stretch for a second, but then it ends up being the biggest blessing. And so, um, you know, on the business side of things, the Ladies Edge has totally bloomed, but it's been so cool. You know, the Ladies Edge started out in my dad's garage. Um, and we always joke, we have a section called Baby Bisher, and it is it was eight weeks postpartum. And we, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to do the workouts myself. So I actually started training John and it was like six minutes. So the whole workout program is 23 minutes, but John was going to do just a six minute segment. And so we have everybody jokes like that was Bish Bodies one, which was, you know, what TLE turned or TLE turned into um, Bish Bodies turned into TLE. But we started off with John in the garage for six minute workouts and we just die. Every time we see these videos, he's going, oh, oh, and he's falling over. And I'm like, John, <laughs> that was only six minutes. So for Bish Bodies too, we said, okay, now Michelle's postpartum. She's going to take it over and she's going to do it. And so I actually remember I was in my dad's garage because we were moving back to Ohio and our house was being built. So we were living with my dad. And I walk out, guys, like <laughs> – talk about being authentic. So I walk outside into my dad's garage and it's like an old country house. Like it's not this clean garage. Like he's got his, you know, a tractor in there and his lawnmowers (laughs) and it's just all, there's gas on the floor stains. And so it's okay. We're going to go record a workout and that's what we're going to do. That's all I had to work with. So I show up in my green um, spandex Nike shorts and my gray oversized top that had a big old bleach stain right on my boob. But you know what? I was like postpartum, every 
everything was jiggling, but I was ready to do the thing. And I get out there and I'm like five minutes in rethinking, like I probably shouldn't have put this exercise in here because this is hard. And so I walk inside and John looks at me and I'm dripping sweat. And he goes, did you really wear that for the workout video? And I said, <laughs> I did. He goes, I think you should put a little bit more of an attempt on getting ready tomorrow. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Not, yeah. I mean, it was like camel towing in my spandex. It was like bleach stain on my boob. And um, it was just all over the place. But that is where the Ladies Edge started from. And that workout still can be found on our membership site. It's the first week that I got started. Um, and, you know, where we are today, you know, we have this amazing house, beautiful, very blessed. But in my basement, our team has made me my own gym and um, we've invested a lot into it. But the number one thing, every time we run stuff by the guys, they're like, this is where the magic happens. Like whatever you need to just feel like you're in, you know, the, the, you have your superpower, we're going to do it. And so they've given me a cheetah wall with a neon sign and these cool glass things that say the ladies edge. And um, we're installing light bars and professional lighting and all of this stuff. So it has come such a long way. So yes, it's, it's been amazing. I love it. And that first workout is just so you. <laughs> you know what? That's why we love you. Thank you. <laughs> if you were if you were top to bottom, sucked in and Lululemon and no, doing a script too. or, you know, not pushing hard enough and not, you know, dripping sweat and bleach stains, I, I wouldn't believe it's you. Yeah, we, I, I wouldn't our, love it as much. Thank you. Actually, at our retreat that we did last year, we have fun camp names because we break the girls into camps. And one of our camp names was Camp Swass. If you guys don't know what Swass is, it's Sweaty ASS. So it's Camp Swass <laughs> um, because we all own the Swass. And then there's Camp Front Wedgie, um, which you guys can imagine what that looks like. And then there was another one, or Camp Blue Pant. But we, we just, that is who we are. Like that is, hey, if you're a mama, you know you're probably peeing your pants a little bit postpartum. Like it just happens. And so the girls come, all, you know, just as they are, sweaty crotches, sweaty pits. And we say, hey, if you don't have sweat, you know, sweat, um, pit sweat, you know, did you even work out? And so it's silly, but some people are like, really? And I'm like, hey, either I am your type of person or I'm not like, and that's where we get polarizing. Like either you like me or you don't, but mm -hmm. <laughs> this is who I am and, you know, I'm, I'm not going to change. So. And you better never. <laughs> <laughs> With the Ladies Edge too, you're doing another live event coming up right yeah. now, you said you're working on yeah. it or when is yeah. that? It's in three weeks. Um, it's our retreat. So we have every year we have two events. We have the Confident You Are Bish Bash, which is like a huge production. It's insane. Huge production. Um, we have guest speakers coming in. We have an MC coming in. We have a venue for three days. We have like, it's just unreal. Um, but then we have the retreat, which is like straight up. You don't shower for three days. We got this big Porta John trailer. We have food trucks. We're out on my part, uh, business partner's property. He's got 300 acres out in Lancaster, Ohio. And we, you know, you don't even have Wi-Fi down there. So you come down this big dirt road. Girls are hay riding in. Um, and then, you know, they're out on the property. And we have campsites. We have just bonfires, hay rides, karaoke. It is just complete, just sweating no makeup, just being you. Um, it's very, a lot of downtime sitting around the bonfire. Those are the best talks. I feel like that's where a lot of lives are being changed. And um, there's a lot of girls, you know, you're first, you know, not in your comfort zone because you're like, gosh, am I going to fit in? I've never met these girls. And, you know, as soon as you get there, um, everybody's, you know, sharing tents and they've all got their tent assignments. And it's just amazing, like two totally different events. But if I have to pick my favorite, I'd say it's the retreat because it's so down to earth. Like, you don't have fancy dresses on. You are in your Lulu's sweatpants, you know, your, your hoodies, and you just come as you are, and we just do the thing. It's it's super fun. It sounds amazing. I wish 
like that I wasn't <laughs> fresh postpartum <laughs> with this newborn so I could be there Maybe next year. <laughs> yes actually I make a goal of it because I need that in my life. It's so fun. I know so many mamas do. It's so hard to find community and friends sometimes when you're inside yourself and you're especially like for moms who are listening right now, like trying to pursue your dreams, trying to raise little kids and do it all. Sometimes it's hard to have like amazing social moments like that and really – really connect with other women like it's easy to go to coffee with a another woman maybe for an hour here or there but to get away for three days and really connect like personally with yourself and personally with other like-minded women it's invaluable I love that you're doing that thank you it is fellowship is everything and I also have people like I love (laughs) I love to go clubbing with just who I am which is John is like not, he's super chill. When we go to clubs, like I'll run in and one time we went to a baseball game and I had this hot dog hat and um, we were, yay, hot dogs. And, you know, at the baseball game, well, we wore the hot dog hats out and we went dancing and John is just sitting there watching me like in my element with my hot dog hat, jumping on the dance floor. And when we go do Bish Bash, we have two nights of just straight like DJ hardcore, like lights. And I just try to bring this fun environment. Like where else are you going to be able to, as a mom, be with girls? not guys like gawking all over you but you're just like getting after it and just having so much you're sweating and just we theme them out it was Rosie the Riveter this year and yeah it's I can't say enough I could talk to you all day about my events but um yes I just I want people to have a weekend um weekend of a lifetime something that they typically never would get to experience what I'm hearing is the trend is live events are really what is going to repel your business in the years to come so I mean I feel like you do such a good job at it. Have you ever thought about putting a course out on how you, you run know what? events? I think I could. Um, I'm an amazing event planner. Like I just, it is what it is. Tarek and I both, we were like, dude, if we had more time, we would be event planners because we think of the extra. And I'm going to give you a little a little thing I want, I want you to just take home with this. Um, first of all, our events, um, we've, up until the retreat, um, we have never, ever made a profit on them, ever. Like, we've gone extremely in the hole, um, big time, like, a lot of money. Um, and it's just not – it's it's a lot of times you'll say, like, that's not a smart business move. The price of events, it's not to make a profit. The events is what's going to build the community and build the long-term, like, you know, we're locking arms and doing this because they're getting to meet you in person. Um, they're really now buying into the vision. Like, they are here 100%. They believe, you know, and, and they get to feel the heartbeat of it. Like, when you – there's a difference when you're sitting there staring them in the eyes and you got tears in your eyes and you're hugging them. They're like, man, like, you can be this way on social media, but when I get to see you in person and talk to you, like, I can feel your heart. And so that is um, – that's the power behind live events. But um, I don't even know the other nugget I was going to give you. But that's the thing is if you're going to go into live events, do not go into them thinking, you know, you're going to profit a ton. Um, At first, at first, at first, go into it knowing that this is a gift that you're going to bless your community with. You're going to be able to bring something um, that's going to build a long-term relationship. Anybody that's ever been to an event has been my longest, I don't like saying customer, but they've been the people that stayed around the longest because they see it. Like they actually see, um, our mission for really what it is rather than, ju- than just being on the outside. So I am like all four events, um, 120%. It is not something that is my forte at all. I hate hosting um, even a dinner. I remember when you guys came down and we hosted just a small event at my yeah. house and that was just like <laughs> so much for me. <laughs> but we did it. Nonetheless, but we, we did, did it. it. <laughs> yes, we did it. Step one, the main step, you just have to start. Yes. 
before I get into the rapid fire questions, I do you have a beautiful daughter, Rory, which number one is one of my favorite names ever. Thanks. Did you watch Gilmore Girls? Is did you like it from that? No, or? everybody asks me that. Um, actually, we I was gonna do a Tyler Madison for a girl, like that's what I was stuck on my whole life. And then John loved it, and he's like, okay, well if it's a boy, it's gonna be Cash. And I was like, okay, well, if it's a girl, I get a pick. And lo and behold, it was a girl, and I chose Rory. And I think I saw it in a book one day, and I was like, do I do an I or do I do a Y? And my mom was like, well, you can put a heart over the eye so you have to do an eye so we got Aww. little Rory Grace yep it's I love the name as well it's so cute and how how has the transition into motherhood as you're an entrepreneur like blending all of that together like how has that been and what's your biggest advice for other moms who especially because you've always been in the entrepreneur space and the coaching space. So motherhood kind of came into that and changed you and probably changed the way you had to do things. So I guess I would say, what is the biggest change you've noticed and what's the best advice for balancing it and time management with yeah. doing all the things that you do? The, hard, the number one thing, it's hard. Like that's the only way I can put it. It's really hard. Um, it's not about me anymore. You know, I do what I do for Rory. And so it's uh it's been in a season of just like not coming up with excuses because you know now she doesn't she doesn't go to bed um she doesn't have a bedtime which we're working on if you know her personality you'll you'll understand why but she's up late so a lot of people are like you know I grind late at night or I wake up early in the morning and it's just for me it's finding any time that I have that I can work I do and so um it's just, it's always all over the place. It's always different, but I will say this, and I want you to take it for what it is. If you are a stay-at-home mama and that's your jam, that's great. But for me, it was really hard and I couldn't do it. And I, I just want to put this out there. If you are somebody who felt like me, like if you're somebody who felt like me, me putting Rory, especially that she's an only child right now, she has nobody to socialize with. I decided I was going to start her halftime in daycare and that way I have a little bit of mommy time where I can completely be devoted to my work. And then that way when I get her, I'm not, you know, answering texts and I'm not just, you know, half budding the moment that I'm with her. But I'm like, you know what? I had my three hours to just do it hard and now I can be with her because um, I found my time was very, um, it wasn't quality. It was just, I was just showing up what I could with her and, and doing what I could. And so it was a season where I thought, you know, it's going to be hard because I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Um, but I also know what I have to do for, to make my career go. And I need to be completely dedicated um, for a period of time. And so we started putting her in daycare three days a week. And to be honest, we noticed her speech was getting much better. Um, she was talking a lot more. She was coming home a lot more calm. She wasn't all like uptight all the time. And I know it's because she was playing and she was out and about and just with other kids. And um, we noticed her picking up on things a lot quicker. And so a lot of this mom guilt started going away. And I I personally felt that that's what was best for Rory in this season, like for me and her, because I just, I'm not a teacher. I don't, you know, know a lot about kids and, you know, language. And a lot of times, me personally, I would struggle thinking, am I doing something wrong? Like, why isn't she progressing like other kids? And um, a lot of this guilt was coming back onto myself. And so, you know, everybody has a calling on their life. But I thought, you know what, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong whatsoever with me putting her in a, a school where she gets to play with kiddos for the day. And so um, we have transitioned to full time and she loves it. She absolutely loves it. We get to go see her in the afternoon. There's grandparent days. And so from nine to I leave at four to go get her. 
it's 100% like I'm dialed in. And so that is what I had to do for this season that I'm in right now. Um, you know, I tell you people, you have to grind today um, to have a tomorrow that a lot of people will never have. And so I'm spending a couple years, maybe a handful of years, like many never will, to build a life that many will never have. And I, I say that from the bottom of my heart. Um, but you only you know what it's going to take to get your business to where you have to go. And um, I never want to say like the word limiting factors. But if there's something in your life where you realize like, you know, what, I, I know what I have to do, but either you're having mom guilt or anything like that. At the end of the day, you guys, at the end of the day, somebody in your family has to work, somebody has to provide. And so we need to get rid of like the guilt shaming and the mom shaming and realize like, if I am called to be a breadwinner for my family, I'm going to have to do what I have, you know, I'm going to do what I have to do. Um, and at the end of the day, I have to put my head on my pillow knowing that I'm being an amazing mommy to Rory and let that be enough. I'm not going to, um, you know, look at other people's Instagrams and think, well, gosh, you know, they can do it all or, you know, X, Y, and Z. At the end of the day, I know the business that I'm building. I know the calling on my life and I know the mommy that I'm, I'm being for Rory. And it all goes back to the conversation that I had on my stairs with my mom. Um, at the end of the day, like in my heart, that's what I rest on. And um, only you can be the judge of that. If you notice that your kid is, um, you know, being a little booger and you think, man, I need more one-on-one -on -one time with my kid. Like maybe I'm not showing up enough, then obviously make those changes. But for the season that I am in right now, this is what's best um, for Rory in the season. And it's also, you know, what I have to do in order to take our business to that next level. So it is, it's a hard, it's a hard, hard balance. Lots, lots of mom guilt that you just have to say, go back to hell. Like you are not wanted here. <laughs> I know, I know. And you know, it's okay to not want to be a stay-at-home mom either. Sometimes that's just not for everybody, especially if you're a really multi-passionate person or somebody with a very big entrepreneurial heart. Like sometimes it's okay to say, I... I don't like spending five weekdays home all day alone with my kids. I think that's yeah. something that people don't say out loud a lot when you they have like these spirits. Cause you, you do feel horrible. It's not that you don't want to spend time. Well, sometimes you don't want to spend time with them. It's the truth. No, like you need your, you need alone time. Yes. You're still, you're still a human. Like you're still a person with dreams and goals and desires and to be, to show up, like you said, to show up 100% for your child as the mom you want to be or to show up in your household as the wife you want to be, you have to be so happy with the person that you are. And to bring it back to your podcast again, to be that woman that you want to be. Like, you know, it's okay. It's okay to be all those things. And it's okay to own where you want to spend your time. And, and it all works out. It's, you know. That's so good to hear from your side of things because I think it's always like a lot of times people could look at your life. I actually thought this the other day when you made your IGTV video, I was like, gosh, like I was thinking, where did she get this time? Like, it's so beautiful and it's, you know, you have it edited perfect, but then you got three kids and I'm like, where, how does she do it? Like on top of everything else that you're doing, I'm racking my brain because I'm like, I'm putting my kid, you know, in daycare and I'm not even getting all that stuff done. So sometimes I think we just, you know, look at other people's productivity and think, you know, and we don't, we sometimes just sell ourselves short on what we're getting done as well. And um, my biggest thing is my mom growing up, my mom always spoke to me. She said, she was made to be a stay-at-home mom. I was, she's like, I, you know, I was made to be a stay-at-home mom. That's all I've ever wanted to do. That's all I've ever wanted to do. So in the back of my mind, a lot of times I felt maybe, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. And at the end of the day, I don't think there's anything you're supposed to do. Everybody has a different calling on their life. And it's just being true and authentic to that and, and not getting caught up in what everybody else is thinking or doing. We all have different things that bring us joy and make us feel like feel 
very fulfilled. And for some women that is like their children are what they've prayed for and what gives them their purpose, like fully, like they can just have 100% purpose in being a stay at home mom or a work, you know, just being a mom to those kids. And for some women it's not. And I, there's no reason to feel guilty either way. You know, it's just. No, you said it perfectly. It's, it's, that's perfect. And I think that's at the end of the day, I think, um, both sides, we just, sometimes you wonder like, am I doing enough? Like, you know, if those who are stay at home moms, like, should I be more passion filled? No, like passion filled isn't a career. No, like you were called to be right here. That's the most important job ever, like being with your kiddos. And then some of us who just love our work think, oh my gosh, should I be, you know, at home more with my kiddos? Like at the end of the day, you guys, as, at the end of the day, if you love your children with all of your heart and you are present and you notice that they are growing into just little loving beings that cuddle you and kiss you and love you and they're not showing signs of I need you and miss you, mommy, I would say you're doing just fine. And so to each their own, and I celebrate every single mama who's out there doing what they know they're supposed to do. You know what it is too is that it's just social media is such a it's a blessing. It's definitely a blessing for business and connecting with people. I know when Charlotte was diagnosed with her hearing loss, like that was the first place I went to and that is where I got all of my information and support. But it's also it can just affect you in the way you consume things when you're consuming too much and not creating enough or if you're I don't know how our moms they did not have as much mom guilt as we do these days. Like they didn't have to see everybody else like I know what they were doing. Like I know. And so we are just constantly seeing what other moms are doing and how they're living their lives or how, what other women are doing, what they look like, you know, how they bounce back or how they don't bounce back and we're comparing ourselves against that when we shouldn't be, but it's just it's a different dynamic in this day and age. So yeah. having these kinds of conversations, it's so important for moms to hear. They're so good. One thing that um, I've been doing a lot of is I've actually been working on um, having a personal assistant. And the reason that I've done this, once again, when you first start your business, um, you're like, gosh, well, that'd be nice, you know, have a personal assistant. That'd be great. But in the beginning, it's, you know, it's a one-on-one grind. And, um, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I have this one guy who I absolutely love. And he talks a lot about, you know, haters confirm greatness and, um, you know, basically the billionaire code. And when, you know, in your business, you're supposed to delegate and move to the next level. And um, it's scary in those times, but he has been the one that's helped me um, really step away and, you know, know when to add a teammate. And the best thing is, you know, with social media, to be completely honest, like I've I've gotten really bored with it um, only because, you know, we've been in this for 10 years. Like I grew my social media at its fullest about eight years ago. Like that's when it boomed. And ever since then, um, I feel like it sometimes has become something inauthentic. Like I feel like it's become something that's a constant competition. Um, there is a lot of inauthenticity out there. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, find myself getting frustrated when I can sense it, but I see a lot of, um, ignorance. And I say this in a loving way, like ignorance, I say ignorance is in, it's just people who don't know what they don't know. Like, I'm not saying you're like, ignorant in a mean way, but there's a lot of ignorance in the industry. And a lot of women don't know, they don't realize a lot of this. And I see a lot of people being taken, you know, for granted or taken advantage of. And so there's been a lot that can steal my peace. And so the best thing that I've done is, you know, now having a PA um, is somebody that can really monitor a lot of my social media. And so, you know, I do a lot of my answering through my private messages, but she's in there a lot as well. And if she sees something that's personal, she leaves that for me. If there's basic, you know, the ladies edge questions on signing up, et cetera, she helps people get enrolled. But I don't 
try to scroll through my feed much anymore. I have a few accounts that I allow to speak into me because your mind is everything. Your heart is everything. You have to protect it with everything that you have um, because you can go in a dark place. You can go in comparison. And so quickly your peace can be disrupted. And so, you know, I was on the phone um, with a mentor and he said, you know, you are the LeBron James of your business. LeBron isn't worried about the comments. He's not worried about trolls. He's not worried about any of this. Honestly, he doesn't see most of it. Like he's got people out there who are handling it, communications, who are squashing it. He's out there beating his craft, working day after day on what he's really good at. And so I'm in a season right now where I'm working once again on delegating and stepping out of that. Um, and in a season of saying, I'm going to, um, I don't want to see a lot of it because it disrupts my peace and it steals my energy and my mental capacity to be the best that I can be. And so the one thing that I want to do is I want to be deep in a podcast that I love and care about. I want to be in books and I want to be able to bring the best quality that I possibly can to my tribe, to my podcast. Anything else that steals my joy doesn't have room and it doesn't, it's not welcomed in my heart in my or in my head. And so that's the best thing that I'm doing. I don't know if you guys are in a place uh, where you can do that. Um, you know, if you are a boss babe and you know, you're just getting your business off the ground, I say, hang in there, you know, grow some tough skin um, because you're going to see a lot of stuff. But um, if you are a mama and you're in, in my, you know, and you're hustling and you're in my shoes and you're at a place where maybe you're in a season and you should start delegating some of that, I can say this has been one of the biggest blessings is not letting people, you know, rob me of my peace and kind of stepping away a little bit from that social media aspect. Simply, my job is to provide the content um, and then to stay out. You know, we I use the term a lot, wallowing in the mud with pigs. Um, and I don't wallow, like I don't wallow in the mud. And a lot of times when I see myself looking at, you know, accounts that frustrate me or, um, you know, some maybe a hater who's saying something and I want to start feeding back into it or explaining myself, a lot of times my my myself, John or Greg will say, um, you're wallowing, you're wallowing. And I'm like, okay, like I'm, I, I don't wallow. I don't wallow in the mud. I, I don't get, I don't get into the dirty, ugly stuff. And so, um, that's the one thing I want to just really give you guys, you know, as far as that social media aspect goes and really comparing to other people, don't wallow. And if you're in a place where social media is stealing your peace, maybe take a second and fill yourself back up and remember why you started so that you can bring the content that you really want to bring um, rather than finding yourself in a season of just like, you know, your joy being stealed because of comparison and all of that. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It's something I don't know hardly anybody who hasn't gone through it at some point in time. I think it's good to hear that been there before and you have oh, yeah. found your way out of it and yeah it's just a crazy it's just a crazy time we live in <laughs> and to think that now we're gonna have daughters growing up in it and it's just gonna be a whole whole new ball game but we're thankful I'm, I'm thankful for it because I'm like I'm teaching Rory how to fight like you know I see yeah. what's out there I am in the know and I'm ready to I'm ready to help her learn how to fight with love and in the right way so it's it's been a blessing yeah, no, that that's true. Like it is good to again, your kids are watching you. Like they yeah. they see how mama's handling it and they'll handle 100%. themselves. These girls 100%. are going to be tough. For sure. <laughs> I, I'd love speaking with you. I have a few rapid fire questions that I ask at the end of every interview and just answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Yeah. Um, my favorite question is what do you influence that you're most proud of? Jesus, love. <laughs> yes. Health. Yep. And you do a great job at that. And how much Thank time you. do you dedicate overall to social media? Well, I guess now you just answer that now that you have um, a personal assistant. But maybe yeah. how much time do you dedicate to your business in general? Yeah. My business, I mean, I'm working on it 10 to 12 hours a day, um, if not more. But social media um, – 
I'm on there maybe an hour a day, you know, just that's good. People. Yep. And then I have planned out posts and stuff that people help me get up, but it's a lot, a lot to do with the delegating once again. Yeah. I think that's a really healthy number. Thanks. And what is a mistake that you've made along the way that you'd change? Um, allowing the naysayers to get in my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, one thing is I would say, you know, like I said in the beginning, haters confirm greatness and you are a direct reflection of what they won't have because they're not willing to do it. And so the same people who are maybe sitting at your table one day could be the same ones talking about you the next. And so, you know, know where you're going, keep love and passion in your heart and always, 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 always love others, give grace. But um, I wish I just didn't let people get to me so much, but recovering people pleaser. I, will get it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And it's beautiful too, the way you put it. And what is your advice for someone who is starting from zero, whether that be starting their business, starting their health and wellness journey? Just what would be your biggest advice 100%. There? Find your voice for yourself, um, and then others will find it. So don't set out to you know feel like you're going to influence the world off day one. Start writing for yourself. Start writing posts that speak to yourself. Um hundred percent, you know, just use it like a, like a diary, just be very authentic, real open, the more transparent that you can be, um, the better people can relate to your mess more than they can, you know, the highlight reel. And so put it all out there, do it for yourself, uh, do a lot of free stuff in the beginning, lots of free stuff, never expect, you know, to get paid. Um, and in the long haul, like I, my dad always said, you work with all your heart, um, you do it for the right reasons, the money will follow. So just do a lot of it in the beginning for free and, and put your heart out there every single day. That's great advice. Is there any gear that you recommend to make this easier? So if you look at my Instagram, you're going to see this. It is not the most aesthetically pleasing Instagram. And you know what? That's okay because that's me. Um, but, you know, I have been using the Adobe Adobe Photoshop. I think actually Christy was the one that helped me with my presets. And so thank you so much. Wow. The one that you helped me download is still the only one that I use. So if that tells you anything. Um, but I do use the JJ Lovely ones. I think they're super cute. It gives me a good base um, when I'm feeling artsy. But a lot of times I just revert back to just posting the pics exactly how they were taken. Um, but yeah, I use that. And then I use a Sony camera for a lot of my, uh, pics and videos, but that's it. I'm, I'm super simple. What do you use? You say you plan out your feed. Is, is there like a planning app that you use or? <sighs> yeah, I don't use one through Instagram. Um, I actually just plan stuff out through Facebook. I schedule them, schedule posts, um, and I recycle everything. So that's one thing I want to tell you guys, if you guys are trying to build a Facebook account, uh, my Facebook has actually grown from 14,000 to 102,000 in the last 18 months. And we've just been recycling my posts. And so, um, there's nothing wrong with that. Like it's great quality content on another platform that people have never seen. And so, um, once again, I have somebody uh, on our business side that actually helps me with that, but we do a 90 day plan typically. So the posts that I put on Instagram 90 days later, um, they're being recycled. They have to backdate a lot of my content because it says like today, but they'll go in and they'll change the, the stuff to be relevant to my crowd um, that day. But uh, we just schedule them out through Instagram, um, through Facebook. And then we use Trello, uh, which is an amazing um, thing for teams. And we go through and they put, uh, my girl puts the post in there so I can approve them, make sure they look good, uh, make sure they're posts that I'm, I'm good with. And then she goes into Facebook and schedules them out. I'm still working on one for Instagram, um, but Facebook's been awesome. Like that platform is totally boomed. And as far as real quick on the influencer side of things, um, Facebook is the best platform for um, ads and advertisements. And so uh, most of the time, if you're wanting to get a lot of, you know, cool sponsorships and deals, a lot of times they look at your your Facebook platforms as well. Um, so don't neglect Facebook. Like Instagram's great, but Facebook is a huge marketing platform that a lot of companies definitely look at. 
Yeah, that's that's actually very true. And I, I'm guilty of neglecting mine. I'm like, hey, I was never on there these days. But to hear, <laughs> hear your growth there, that's motivating it's to get on great. there. Yeah, it's been really cool. Sorry, I was going to say something else that that you just touched on. My mom brain is kicking in so bad right now, Michelle. I guess it's a good thing that that was my last question of the day. (laughs) It's like my boobs are getting full and my brain is getting empty in this current second. (laughs) (laughs) Mom life. No, that's great. I know what I was going to say. It just came back to me when I was just going to talk about you is that you are just a savvy businesswoman and you always have been that way since you were like 18, 19 years old, which is like a lot of people – like I've gotten to see you since you were 19, 20 years old probably. Yeah. And I just remember thinking, God, you were coaching so many girls and building such a big business in that age. And and you already had such a strong voice and just great mentorship and leadership at that age. So, I mean, there's not – it's just good for people to know that because there's not an age limit that makes yeah. you a great business owner, a great leader, a great influencer. There's no number of kids or number right. of zero kids that can affect mm-hmm. that. It's just you. That's what's inside yeah. of you. That's what's been yeah. burning inside of you from the day you were born. I'm pretty sure yeah. <laughs> from the sound of it. So I just, I love you as a person. I love you as a friend. And I am so happy that you can come on here and breathe all this motivation into these listeners Thank today. You. Yes, absolutely. One thing I was going to just tell you guys, you know, whenever I get off something, my number one thing I always think is, you know, my pits are actually sweating as I'm sitting here and we're shutting it down. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, you know, actually I will go back and listen to this because it's my first interview and I'm super excited, but can't tell you how many times pretty much every time I get off a live, I like have to rewatch it. And John's like, why are you watching? I'm like, because I want to make sure all of my words came out right. And if they didn't, like, then I need to like explain what I meant. And so I just want you to know, um, always, 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 you know, don't question though. Like whenever you guys are out and you're sharing your message, your people will find your voice. And so if somebody doesn't understand you and they question you, then guess what? They're not your people and that's okay. And, but those who hear your voice, they'll know what you mean. And they don't know hundred percent, you know, why you were saying what you were saying and they'll get it. And so when I get off, I just always say, you know what? Like I gave that my all. And so I am praying today that you guys took my words and that they blessed somebody. And, um, you know, they were able to fill you up in a way that maybe you didn't realize you needed. Um, but I'm going to step off today and I'm going to know that my words came out exactly how I intended them to come out. And, um, I'm praying that they were received from you that way. So that hey, is guess what I, what? I can do. already say. Yes, they were because you spoke that right into me. Like I I am leaving this interview with so much from you. So I mean, I know the listeners will as well, but if you get off here and have, you can't question it because I'm validating that right now. Like you definitely did. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. And tell Terika downstairs, hi, I want to have her on as well. Like I I was telling her we need to do one of all three of us or. How fun would that be? Oh my gosh, we would be the whole time I know it would be ridiculous I'm like can I just like come hang with you guys you one day to. we are we are she's downstairs waiting for it. she's like okay I'm just gonna like pause on the retreat for a minute and like when you're done we'll like start working on it again I'm like okay, okay. see you in a few oh well, tell her hi so, and I love I you guys will. and I wish you all the success for your retreat I can't I wait to watch too. the thanks. all the insights yeah thanks for being my first interview this is so cool oh, I, know, I love I'm you guys honored. so much all, all right. right I'll talk to you later girl. all right bye talk girl if you like the podcast, please, please, please subscribe. Definitely leave a review. I love reading them. I read every single one of them. I read them out loud to my girls so that they can just what mommy does and that they can feel proud and excited and a little bit a part of it too. Don't forget to go on Facebook and join the MIP Insiders Facebook group because we take the conversations a little bit further there. We dive a little bit deeper 
And lately we've been doing a lot of networking, a lot of sharing each other on Instagram and just building each other up and getting to know each other. And I want to know as many of you as possible. So please head on over there and join. It means the world to me.